If you live near the San Antonio River or Mexico, you might have heard this cautionary tale of this famous yet gruesome weeping woman. That's right, on today's episode we are going over La Girona and sightings and hearings of La Girona herself on the river of San Antonio. Stay tuned, spooky listeners. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, everyone, and welcome back. This is episode 30 of Unexpected Hauntings, and today we are going over the infamous La Corona. Say that again, but ten times faster. (laughs) If you can, La Corona. And, uh, you know, you got to say it that way or it's wrong. You know, La Corona. But um, I've just seen, I saw the movie, and I... After that, I have a lot of friends that are were born in the Mexico um, area, and that is a tale that their family has passed down for generations, and it's a creepy, creepy tale. So I thought, why not go over it? Um, that would be a really interesting thing to go over. There's some really cool stories and really neat um personal experiences where people have come across La Carona herself. And um, it's just an interesting, really cool story, I think. But before I go any further, if you're new to Unexpected Hauntings, make sure to write us a review and subscribe to our Apple podcast or follow us on Spotify. We would love y'all's support and we just love growing and growing each with each episode. And uh, it's just a great experience for you guys to join us as well. And I say us because I always involve the listeners. Because y'all are a huge part to Unexpected Hauntings. So make sure to write us a review. Write in if you want. Um, Send us a spooky ghost story experience that you've had. And we would love to share it on Unexpected Hauntings. So, with that being said, we're going to go into a base story of the weeping woman, La Girona, and this was told by Joe Hayes, and this was, I went through some different um, stories, um, and this one just kind of stuck out to me the most. So here we go, guys, this is a little bit of a background story of La Girona. Here we go. A long time ago, in a poor village, there was a good-looking girl named Maria. She was the most beautiful girl in the world, and because she was so beautiful, Maria thought she was better than everyone else. As Maria grew older, she became more beautiful and more profound. When she was a young woman, she didn't even look at the young men from the village. They weren't good enough for her. When I marry, Maria said, I will marry the most handsome man in the world. And then one day, a young man, a young rancher, 
from a rich family came into her village. He was handsome, and he could play the guitar and sing beautifully. Maria decided that he was the man for her. Before long, she and the ranchero became engaged, and soon they married. At first, things were fine. They had two children, and they seemed to be happy family together. But after a few years, the ranchero went back to the wildlife of the prairies. He sometimes left the town and was gone for months. And when he came back home, it was only to visit this, his children. He seemed to care nothing for the beautiful Maria. Sometimes he said he wanted to marry a rich woman of his class. Maria was a proud woman, and she became a very angry with the ranchero. She also began to feel anger toward her children because he paid attention to them, but just ignored her. One evening, Maria was walking with her two children by the river. The rancher came by in a carriage with a rich woman. He stopped and spoke to his children, but he didn't even look at Maria. Then he left with the rich woman. When Maria saw that, she became terribly angry, and she turned against her children. She took her two children and threw them into the river, but as they disappeared down the river, she realized what had happened. She ran down the river and tried to save them, but they were gone. The next morning, the people found her dead by the river. But the first night after, the, after they buried Maria, the people heard the sound of crying down by the river. It was not the wind. It was La Girona crying. Where are my children? And they saw a woman walking by the river. They called her La Girona the weeping woman. And now parents tell their children not to go out into the night because La Llorona might catch them. So that was a little bit of an origin story of La Llorona. She's been around for quite some time now. Um, I'm not really exactly sure how long, but I know that that, um, that the story of La Carona has been around for a long, long time. And um, what a crazy story. Je how jealousy can take the lives of others and infamously be haunting other children. A uh, very, very interesting story. I just wanted to give a little bit of a background story of who this is and why this is a demonic haunted spirit. And I say demonic because um, it's not definitely not a friendly spirit. So um, I definitely want to say that it is a demonic spirit. It could be led into the light um, and be shown, you know, forgiveness. But, you know, I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal to murder your children. That's uh, I don't think that there's not, no going back from that. But um, there's some really cool stories that I have for you guys for today. Um, there is a sighting of La Girona on a campus, um, college campus, which is pretty cool. Um, and there's... A bunch of just different La Girona sightings and um, where they've heard her 
like weeping and stuff. So let's go ahead and go into this story. Uh, it says that they saw La Girona of East Campus last night. Here we go, guys. Enjoy. Me and my girlfriend were in the laundry room of our apartment in Shunover Park last night around 10.30 when we heard a weird noise coming from outside. At first we thought it was an animal, but then as it came closer we realized it was a person. It sounded like someone was in serious pain because it was like a groaning noise mixed with weird growling. It kept getting louder and louder, so we looked out the window into the fog. Around the corner came what looked like a woman dressed in a dark black sweater, with long curly hair, limping and making strange, excruciating, groaning noises. Then we heard her say something along the line of, I'm gonna bash you in the head. Needless to say, we were spooked. We saw her walking, so I headed to another window to get a better view while my girlfriend called the cops, but by then she had somehow disappeared. We didn't hear, we didn't hear her at all the rest of the night. The cops patrolled, but told us they didn't find anything. They also posted up outside of our house for a while, which was kind of uncomfortable, but whatever given the circumstances, it was honestly so weird, and it freaked us both out. I'm writing this to see if anyone else who lives in the area saw or heard something similar. So, what do you guys think about this story? Because uh, I think that La Girona, I think she only speaks Spanish. <laughs> but, who knows? She could be a bilingual. Um... But that is definitely a crazy story. Um, and needless to say, if I heard anything like that, I would have definitely called the cops as well. Uh, so they did the right thing. Uh, if anything told me I was, they were, they were going to bash my head in, I would be like, oh, hell no. And I've got plenty of guns to take care of myself. So, um, yeah, I'd be like, all right, you're going to bash your head in, take your best shot. <laughs> What what weapon of what weapon of choice are you going to use, you know? Um, but you know, very interesting, and it you know makes me wonder uh, if La Girona speaks in all different kinds of languages. That is a very interesting concept, because you think, okay, they only speak their native language, what they were grown up to um, to learn. And all that stuff. And so it makes me wonder too. Yeah, if, if he is definitely. Um, or she is definitely bi bilingual. That's very interesting. So write in if you guys are um, have, might have some answers to that. Um, might have something to add. Or if you guys have run into La Girona herself. Um, and we'll see. Um, and we're going to go into another story. It's called the La Girona Incident, and it's part of a series um, called Empty Pages Turned. 
and uh, it looks pretty damn interesting. Not gonna lie. So, sorry guys, I'm uh, I'm a little stuffy today. I guess the cold and everything is finally getting to me. Um, but here we go. This is called the Tales from the Diner, the La Llorona incident. Enjoy. If you didn't read those parts, I'll give a summary. I work as a waitress at a diner for the past six years. I have encountered strange things. I'm going to tell you about them. Anyway, Jay, Loretta, and I were waiting around, as usual, when the door opened at 11 at night. Jay and I got up to get, greet our customer. We heard sobbing, which, sound, which stopped us in our tracks. Jay and I looked at each other confused. We looked back at our customer. There was a woman wearing a white gown and had a veil on. However, I don't think it was a wedding dress. Is everything okay, ma'am? Asked Jay, sounding uncertain. The woman sniffled. No. What happened, if you don't mind me asking? I asked. In between heaves, the woman said, I, I, I lost my sons. She started sobbing again. I'm sorry, offered Jay. That was when I felt someone grab my arm and I was dragged backwards along with Jay. It was Loretta dragging us to the kitchen. Jay and I ended up walking into the doorway. Ow! I exclaimed. Loretta shoved us through the doorway and blocked the door with her body as we stumbled backwards. Have I mentioned that she's six foot three? She's obviously taller than us hobbits. We can't serve her, exclaimed Loretta. Why? Jay asked. She's La Carona, exclaimed Loretta. Come again? I asked. She's a woman who had drowned her sons in a river after her husband left her, said Loretta. I grimaced. Why can't she target her anger towards the person that deserves it? And why can't we serve her? asked Jay. She drowned her sons in the river, exclaimed Loretta. She's a cautionary tale that parents warn their, their children about going out at night. We've warned... We were warned that if we were outside late at night, she'll take us and drown us in a river. And you say that Irish have strange myths, said Jay. Like I said, it's just a cautionary tale, said Loretta. Besides, do either of you have any nieces, nephews, or cousins? I haven't talked to my brother and sister in two years, said Jay. He looked like he thought about something. I take that back. I talked to my brother at a store a few months ago. He started talking to me, and my first thought was, Oh, great, the junkie's talking to me. How did he look? asked Loretta. Like crap, said Jay. Well, he looked a lot better than the last time I talked to him, two years ago. I assume he got clean and then went back into heroin. He shrugged. Loretta looked at me. I'm an only child and I'm not particularly close to any of my cousins, I said. It's funny how after a bad experience your family leaves you behind. My parents believed me and were there for me, but I hate how they 
look at me like I'm going to fall apart at any moment. Well, we can't just ignore her, said Jay. She's a customer, after all. He went to the door. Legend also says that if she meets a man, she'll kill him, mistaking him for her husband, said Loretta. Jay turned around. That actually doesn't surprise me at all. Well, I'll try to see what it is she wants, I said. Oh, you mean besides kidnapping children and drowning them in the rivers? Asked Loretta sarcastically. I went out to the dining area and found La Girona sitting the sitting at the bar counter. She had her face in her hands and was now wailing. It was heartbreaking and terrifying to hear. I actually considered running back into the kitchen. I walked over to La Girona and asked her. She was sobbing again. Do you want anything to drink? I asked. She didn't say anything, which was expected, so I went back inside the kitchen and got a cup. I filled it with ice and water, and I walked back into the dining area and placed it besides, beside La Girona. She managed to pull herself together and looked up at the cup. She grabbed and proceeded to toss the water in it in my face. I hated that bitch immediately. I went back inside the kitchen. So, are you uh, going for the running makeup look? Asked Jay. She threw the water in my face, I said. Grabbed some paper towels and started drying my face off. I had to wipe my makeup off. Makeup off. La Girona started wailing again, and I considered going out there and telling her to shut the hell up. Jay started to go to the door. Where are you going? If you go out there, she might kill you, said Loretta. Might, Jay pointed out. He went out in the dining area. Loretta and I looked at each other, terrified. Two minutes later, Jay ran back in and held the door closed and held it shut with his body. He locked the door right as La Girona ran into it. She was now screeching and hitting the door with her hands, trying to get in. Loretta went over to help him keep the door closed with her body. Like I said, Jay and I were hobbits compared to her. I asked, what happened? Well, I handed her a napkin, and she tried to stab me in the shoulder with a butter knife, said Jay. And well, she didn't take it too kindly when I ran away from her. I guess she thought I was supposed to stand there and let her stab me over and over with a butter knife. I went to the back door and blocked it with my body just in case La Girona decided to be smart and search for a back door. Don't you know you're supposed to be a gentleman and let women walk all over you or murder you? I joked. Oh, I forgot my manners, Jay replied. You two are out of your damn minds to be casually talking with La Girona is trying to kill us, said Loretta. I thought about it. All right, this is the first time you've been attacked while on the job. Congratulations, declared Jay. You're now an official member of the family. Who attacked you the first time? Loretta asked me. I was 17 and somehow pissed off some elves, and they tied me to a street lamp outside. They tried to set me on fire with an unlit match. I said it was oddly fond of that memory. Rapid little bastards. Loretta looked at Jay. What about you? 
I was 18, said Jay. He pushed back his hair and pointed at the scars on his neck. That goddamn vampire. He rolled his eyes. In a quiet voice, Loretta said, Oh. La Hierona was alternating between screeching, wailing, and sobbing as she hit the kitchen door. It was one of the most obnoxious noises I had ever heard. And that was how Loretta, Jay, and I ended up staying up all night in the kitchen until four in the morning before La Girona finally left. So that's the story of La Girona in a dining room. Uh, I'm not really sure where this dining room took place at, but uh, it's a very interesting tale because, like I said, I think that La Girona would probably definitely be speaking Spanish instead of English. So, um, who knows? It uh, was definitely an interesting tale. I'm not sure of what all was true about it. Um, and that's why where I will leave it to you guys uh, to see if if you know you think it's true or not because they didn't do if it was a true story or not if it was fiction or if it was a based on a true story so that'll be up to you listeners um, and uh, let us know what you guys think about that so <clears throat> without further ado we're going to go into the last story of La Girona. This is called the La Girona Hunting. And uh, it seems like a pretty damn wild story. Um, we're going to go and jump right into it. Um, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button to our Apple podcast and leave us a review. And uh, we'd be so, so happy if you did that. Here we go, guys. This is La Girona hunting. Enjoy this story. So, you want to take a walk on the wild side, huh? My dad and I were kind of junkies for this sort of thing. Now, don't mind me. All wrong or misled here. You want to actually see and touch the supernatural, right? You're not those kinds of people who just talk about it and then chicken out. You see a horror film, you think of plans on how to observe it and beat it, or even use it to your advantage. You're the kind of person who would enjoy seeking a hunt. Unfortunately, I can't tell you how many times my father and I went out to find nothing. It happens, you know. Can't ask the supernatural to appear on a whim. Everyone in San Antonio area knows the story of La Girona. And any child could tell you that La Girona walks the banks of a river, crying and seeking out the children she drowned before she can, even, she, before she can enter heaven. I'm pretty sure after hearing all the stories, she's not a particularly vengeful spirit. If you don't know La Girona, you need to research her story for yourself. 
you personally need to make a decision. I'm not going to type out her backstory for you because it takes away your choice on whether or not you want to pursue the hunt. So stop right here if you're a Yankee from the North or need a refresher on the spooky tale. You will only fool yourself into thinking you're ready when you're really just unprepared. La Girona hunting goes like this. Drive along the banks of Guadalupe River and San Antonio River with your car headlights off. Keep mindful of others, other motorists, and go slowly. Listen closely for the sounds of weeping or a woman calling out for her babies in Spanish. Once you hear the cries, stop the car and turn it completely off. Hopefully you might hear her walking along the riverbed crying and calling out. Just watch. Don't interrupt her or anything. And don't try to interrupt her search. It's a fun game. My dad took me along and I started this hunting when I was just four years old and I was sitting in my dad's truck as we were driving back from San Antonio. We used to hunt together until I was about six. I mentioned that most of the time when we went hunting, nothing was actually found, except the very last time. I was six years old and it was my birthday. My dad forgot about getting me presents or even a cake, so he drove to San Antonio after getting off work, telling me that I could pick pick out anything I wanted. I was upset, of course, because as a kid we all want our birthdays to be special. The idea that our parents forgot about it or didn't care enough hurts us. It was already late and the stores were all closed. I was sitting in my seat crying for the millionth time and my dad tried to appease me for crying for buying appease me by buying a chocolate shake from Whataburger, of course. I was crying so hard that the shake just dropped out of my hand and my dad instinctively yells about the product staining the floor. He pulls over the car over to a car wash and starts scrubbing and vacuuming the floor, having enough of my tantrums and telling me to grow up about having a crappy birthday. I just turned on my shoulder and told him that I wanted to go home and I didn't want to be out here anymore. My dad gets angry and stressed, slams the door shut, and tells me that if I don't stop mourning over spilled milk, he'll find La Girona and give me to her. He has sort of a bad temper and doesn't really think that his jokes are so offensive as they seem. Summer nights in July are hot and unbearable, so when he hits the first bank of San Antonio River outside the San Antonio, he shuts off the lights and stares at me. He finally tells me that he's sorry he forgot my birthday and that he had to work so late. He loves me and he's grateful for another year he gets his daughter. I wipe away the snot and tears from my face and say, I forgive you, Daddy. I love you. He hugs me from across the seat and tells me that I can stop crying now and he'll take me back home. Daddy, I'm not crying anymore, I respond. There's a moment of silence before my dad quietly says, 
don't look outside. And as a six-year-old kid, of course, you're going to try to look. I try to twist my head around, and all I see is a brief glimpse of a hand pressing against the passenger side window, saying, Mija, over and over again, followed by a by some sort of Catholic prayer in Spanish. My dad reacts rather poorly and hastily, pulling his pistol and shooting at the window twice. The window glass falls down, and it's then that my dad has realized he's rendered his child vulnerable. All I'm doing is screaming and wailing, not knowing what the hell is going on. The car isn't turned on. My dad is shouting. I'm crawling over the seat, forgetting my dad has a ready weapon in his lap. The gun discharges. There's a sharp shock. There's a short shock on my leg. And behind me, I can hear noises as if someone is trying to crawl through the passenger window with her whole body. From the stress of the body, I throw up in my Mac and cheese dinner is all over the dashboard of my father's truck. I can feel a warm hand around my ankle, almost gripping it. And then there's a warm light that floods the windshield. Bright light. Bright white lights that encompass the burn my eyes making them steam. High beams. Another car was traveling towards San Antonio and had high beams on, passing us by without stopping. My dad holds, up, holds me close and kisses me, telling me that, she lo- that he loves me. The car turns on suddenly, and he guns the gas, holding me in his lap all the way back home. I must have passed out because I don't remember the drive. It isn't until morning that I see the damage. The window is broken completely and glass is all over the passenger seat. Dried vomit is now stuck on the dashboard and it smells like sour milk and rotten garbage. The bullet only gazed me on the shallowest surface of skin, leaving a very unique burn mark. There is no other evidence of another person in the car. After spending a day in shock and grief, my dad cleans his car and sells sells the first chance he gets. He immediately resolves to resolves to work on his temper and took therapy twice a week for six years. And no matter how bratty or obstinate I get, he never once tells me he'll give me away or kick me out. I should mention that the tears of children or the weeping of children brings out La Girona faster. I don't want to because I know some of you will intentionally drag your little ones out there like my dad did to lure her just to quench your thirst. Just remember, someone out there is always going to want your precious angels. And I doubt very seriously that they will give them back. And there we go, guys. That is the last story of La Girona today, and um, and yeah, this is this is crazy because yeah, it says um, San Antonio, so San Antonio, Texas. But so she can be she can be sighted between San Antonio, Texas, and Mexico border around there, um, and between the most deserted spot. That's what I've heard. 
um, is where she can be spotted and found. Um, what an insane tale. And of course, Mija means uh, little girl in Spanish. So, you know, she was calling out to her. What I want to know is why would you freaking send your kid out starting at the age of four um, doing some hunting for ghosts or whatever, what have you. That's pretty dangerous for a little damn kid. I'm just saying. Um, so, and it seems like weeping sends out La Girona. That would make, that makes sense because, um, she could be drawn to that because she weeps herself. Um, but honestly, that one is definitely sounds like a, uh, based on a true story for real. Um, very, very creepy story. And it takes place on the San Antonio river, um, where it is said that she drowned her two kids, two children. And, um, very sad story of La Girona, but, uh, you know, be safe about this. Like it said in this in the last story, don't go after it if you don't know what you're going against. Because I know a lot of people, um, and I've seen I've seen and heard about this too. They will provoke spirits out there without even having any precautions, and um, it can be really dangerous. So if you guys are wanting to go out for this stuff, make sure to have some precautions. And, um, yeah, <laughs> don't just go out there blind because you don't know what you're getting into. When you don't know that, that's when it can cause to terrible things. Like I've heard stories of people leaving with heart murmurs, um, with just terrible health issues that come up afterwards and even loved ones passing away from, uh, from a haunt. So you know, just be careful, make sure that you're cleansed, and make sure that you um, go through a cleansing before you go into a haunted area. That is very, very important. I actually had the apartment blessed um, whenever I moved in, because that's just how I am, and I've got a really cool friend, um, Chase, and she does that, so I had the apartment cleansed well, and I always do that wherever I go, wherever I stay. Just to be safe, because you never know if you stay at a place where someone else has stayed, you never know what they might have done um, and what might be there that you don't know about. So, I'm going to stop uh, stop going on and on, <laughs> but uh, if you guys really enjoyed this episode, subscribe and follow us. Uh, subscribe to our Apple Podcast and follow us on Spotify. And also, join us on our Facebook page, Unexpected Hauntings. Type that in right now on Facebook, Unexpected Hauntings, and like our page. We keep that page um, packed full of goodies and stuff, and uh, try to keep it going on there. But that'll be it for episode 30. So thank you guys so much for joining us for today's episode. And I hope that you guys have a great, great Thanksgiving and love you guys so much. Thank you guys and have a great night.